Pandemonium, things in uh, somewhat of a chaotic state oh. here. Hulk Hogan, I'm sure there's going to be a thorough investigation oh. by the World oh. Wrestling Federation oh. into what happened oh. here tonight, and I know you could not be any more disappointed. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? I had all bases covered. I had the Hulkamaniacs watching. DiBiase, I had Virgil in his place. Never in my wildest dreams, me, Gene, would I think that I would get ripped off by a penny pension two-timing referee. How much money on the plastic surgery? How much money did he spend to pay the referee off? When I turned around, me, Gene, they were identical. Identical. Right, right here, Holt. Here it Look is. Look at the now. shoulder, brother. There. Look at the shoulder. That's the referee is paid off, brother. Look at the $100 bill falling out of his pocket. I know you're disappointed. Oh, Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon, Jesse Ventura, and Bedlam, and the... His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports? Hey, this will do some lunch. sports, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Gangsta, gangsta. Hey, this will do some lunch. sports, man. Come on, man. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., and I am solo today. My man's black and his beautiful wife are expecting a new addition, so my man is holding it down. Because you just never know when it's going to pop off, man. But we're going to call Black in um, and talk to him and get his thoughts on, of course, the Super Bowl. Last night, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went at it. Well, played, I guess, uh, in Super Bowl down in Tampa. And we all know the outcome, but we're going to get into that uh, as well. Uh, we're going to talk a little NBA uh, we're going to talk, uh, let's see. Yeah, a little NBA and get into some other news. And uh, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to try to get the great Freddie Bricks on the phone as well so we can get a chance to talk to him uh, about last night overall. Um, we're going to, you know, really try to have some fun. It's kind of weird not being uh, being without my boy. You know what I'm saying? Black, but like I said, we're going to give him a phone call. But before we get started, I just want to take some time and I just want to have a little conversation okay so Deshaun Watson we know Deshaun Watson is uh out loud with it man wanting to trade wanting to be uh sent elsewhere from that god-awful abysmal disgusting just just dumpster of an organization like the uh as the as in the Houston Texans but I got Rubbed the wrong way this week, as I'm sure most of you did. I, I I was feeling a way this week, as I'm sure most of you most of you did. If you heard the outlandish and disgusting comics from one Brett Favre, that's right, the Hall of Famer, the the, the legend, the, the the gunslinger, as they call him. He had the nerve to get on his weekly radio show, and, and and these are the words that Brett Favre had to say about Deshaun Watson's situation, and I quote, you know, you get paid a ton of money to do a certain job, so just do it, and let the chips fall where they may. I think we make 
way too much money to voice an opinion. My God. But I'm not saying he's wrong. Again, I think it's a different day and time, and it'll be interesting to see how the organization handles it. Brett Favre, must we remind you, sir, you are the quarterback who held the Green Bay Packers hostage the last two years of your deal when Aaron Rodgers was drafted to come in and sit behind you and learn and wait for his turn. What did you do, Brett Favre? You screamed and you yelled and you retired, Brett. That's right, Brett. Brett Favre, you retired at the notion of Aaron Rodgers being selected in the first round to learn behind you. And it didn't stop there, Brett. After you fake pump fake your retirement, you came on in the Lambo, you played that season, and then the offseason came and you was at it again. You don't see the need. It ain't your job to teach Aaron Rodgers and you crying and you moan and you crying and you moan. And then what did you do again, Brett? You retired, but this time the Green Bay Packers had had enough of you voicing your frustration. Hmm, voicing your frustration. Where does that sound so familiar? Oh, that's what Deshaun Watson is doing in Houston. When Deshaun Watson was told he was going to be kept in the loop, he was not going to have a, uh, uh, um, his hands in the hiring, but he would be uh, a part of the process, voicing his opinion, giving his ideas and thoughts on who should come in and help the Houston Texans get back to a respectable organization. And did that happen? No, it did not. Henceforth. Deshaun Watson wanted to move elsewhere. Oh, yeah, we forgot. Let's not forget. Bill O'Brien, who has now been fired, traded Deshaun. Hopkins Deshaun. I mean, I keep calling this man Deshaun. Traded Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals for a small bottle of hand sanitizer, an instant stick, and a 25-cent pack of Winterfresh. Oh, yeah, and David Johnson. Brett Favre. Dick Vermeil, all of you who feel that Deshaun Watson should just close his mouth and play for the Houston Texans and earn that contract, oh, he's going to earn it because they're going to trade the contract to whatever team it may be, San Francisco 49ers, the Jets, the Miami Dolphins, who knows? But how dare you hypocrites who stood in the fire and voiced your opinions and cried like little babies when you didn't get your way. Brett Favre played for the Jets. Then Brett Favre turned around and played for the Minnesota Vikings for two years. Why did he do that? Why didn't Brett Favre finish out his career as a Green Bay Packer? Is it because Brett Favre complained? Brett Favre cried. Brett Favre let his feelings be known to the entire world that he was ready to go. But now... Deshaun Watson, a young, vibrant athlete, black athlete, voices his opinions, wants to be traded, and is doing it in a great way. And now we all have a problem with that. So in the, in the spirit of my man, Black, I would like to tell Brett Favre and Dick Vermeil, kick rocks. You both sound like idiots. The media should take your credentials away. Especially you, Dick Vermeer. Playoffs! Especially you. You run your mouth, Dick. And for what? Let this man move how he wants to move. Let him dictate his career and his path. There's nothing wrong with that. The Houston Texans going to be god-awful with Deshaun and without Deshaun. 
So they might as well get ready to let Deshaun go where he wants to go. Because if anybody's smart in the Houston Texas organization, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> you guessed it, will be in another uniform next year. All right, man, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Like I said, we're going to get Black on the phone in, in a second, man. But I'd be remiss, man. I got a double sound of the week. We'll get back to your favorite topics next uh, uh, next week. Yeah, sorry, but you cut your top five. Your, what did you do in camp? We'll get back to all that next week. But we're going to take the, the this show, and we're going to let it flow just a little bit different today. But, man, I got two sound of the weeks, man, and I couldn't choose. These are throwback classics, and we got to play them here on the sports desk. So up first, we got Glenn Big Baby Davis, formerly of the Boston Celtics. He was a part of that championship team, went to LSU, got that team to the Final Four. Big Baby uh, heard the comments of one Austin Rivers uh, many moons ago, and the reaction from Big Baby Davis is, my God, a masterpiece. Man, who minding my own business. And I look on Undisputed and I see old punk-ass Austin Rivers talking shit. Come on, man. Yeah, I might have been overweight a little bit. Probably late for one or two practices. Come on, man. Don't know the plays? Come on, bro. You're lying now, bro. Now you're fucking lying. Come on now, man. Now that's a fucking lie. Second of all, your father gave you your money. How can you, like, don't say shit to me. Your father gave you your money. You ain't work for it, motherfucker. Type of shit. But I was there. I seen you at practice. You didn't give a fuck thinking you all that wearing them tight-ass pants. And, you know, your father gave you all that money so you can go wear those tight-ass pants. But keep your fucking mouth closed, man. Shut up, man. You're a fucking bum who's been given the world. Shut up. And just stay under your father. Now, I'm going to put $1,000 on Big Baby Davis. He ever run across your man's Austin Rivers. I'm just going to say it, man. I remember when that clip first rolled out, I was crying. Austin Rivers went out there and he was, you know, giving his thoughts. I don't think Austin Rivers was being disrespectful. I mean, Austin Rivers was there. But, man, you got to love when a man going to stand on his 10 and shoot back, man. Shout out to Glenn Big Baby Davis, man, for keeping it real, man. And this next one is probably a top five soundbite, top five uh, uh, sports center moment from my man Stephen A. Smith, who y'all hear open up the show each and every week. Stephen A., man, God bless you for this one, man. Did L.A. give up too much to get a guy who has been labeled soft, although he puts up 19 and 9, which only 11 other guys do? Is that a trick question? You tell me. They gave up Kwame Brown. Who first cares? rounders. I could, I could care less. Tied into his salary for four first years. First of all, understand something. When you're giving up first round picks, if you are a quality team in play in playoff contention, it really doesn't mean that much. That's number one. Number two, and more importantly, Kwame Brown is gone. The city of Angels, Hollywood, just should be celebrated. Throw a parade already, whether you win the championship or not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call tell everybody the truth the man cannot play the game of basketball he has small hands he can't catch the ball he's got bad feet he can't really move even though he's mobile doesn't really know what he's doing doesn't have a post move that he he puts to memory that he can do two times in a row he has no game whatsoever plays no defense doesn't have the heart the passion or anything that comes with it and you're asking me whether this, oh, they hey. gave up too much please the los angeles lakers knew exactly what they were doing they should be celebrating right now and kobe <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Shout out Stephen A, man. Shout out Stephen A for just absolutely obliterating Kwame Brown. I think we all, you know, got a few laughs out of Stephen A. Smith uh, talking about the former number one overall pick, Kwame Brown. All right, man, we're getting ready to get black on the phone. We're getting ready to get into this Super Bowl, man. Um, but before we get into that, man, I do have a tweet of the week, man. I'm going to have some fun with this one, man. So, you know, I wasn't going to do a tweet of the week. Wasn't going to do a tweet of the week, but now, you know, I read something earlier today, man, and I just bust out laughing when I read this today. Now, a lot of y'all know the uh, the rapper, the actor, uh, Bow Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, little. That's what I'm talking about. Little Bow Wow. Yeah, y'all know him, right? Well, little Bow Wow has some dreams. Little Bow Wow has some aspirations, man. So I'm gonna read this tweet from Little Bow Wow that he put out earlier today. Now I know this might sound crazy, but after I drop my last album, which we don't want to hear, I will focus on TV and film. I might watch a little Bow Wow movie. I don't know. And and after that. I want to join the WWE. It is a lifelong childhood dream to wrestle in the WWE. Now, little by a while, I, I can I can appreciate a man's dreams and aspirations of wanting to get out here and do their thing. But little by a while, please go to the WWE. I need some roll on the floor laughing. I need some laugh out loud laughing. I need tears in my eyes. The first time you get Claymore and Click. The first time you get speared. The first time you get an RKO or a Sister Abigail. Man, I would pay top dollar. Top dollar to see Bow Wow in a WWE ring competing with guys like Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, my guy Bray Wyatt, and boy, wouldn't it be a treat. So yeah, man, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't going to do a sound of the week, man, but you know, I just had to read that one because maybe y'all are sitting back, listening to the show right now saying, did D say Little Bow Wow? Yes, D said Little Bow Wow. Shout out Drake, man, back to back, man, what a classic record, man, probably number two disc record of all time, man, y'all go see this that right now, you know they piece it up. All right, all right, all right, man. So we're getting ready to get into the National Football League. And, of course, like I said, we're going to get my man Black on the line. But let's go ahead and play these tunes, man. ahead and talk about it man let's talk about it so of course of course last night was the super bowl man down in tampa florida had the kansas city chiefs and the tampa bay buccaneers fight for it all winner take all and become world champions and man we all know what happened there boy you had the tampa bay buccaneers with thomas edward patrick Brady Jr. winning his seventh Super Bowl and the Buccaneers' second Super Bowl, 31-9, down in Tampa. We're getting ready to talk about this game and break it all the way down. We're going to talk Tom Brady. We're going to talk Pat Mahomes. We're just really finna break it down. So without further ado, man, we're going to get my man's black on the phone. 
call him in and uh you know we're just gonna get you know his thoughts on everything let's get black in here man Yo, what's up, my boy? Black, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Right? Everything good? Yeah, yeah, man. Everything good. You can hear me clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of low. You kind of low. But, uh, you know, I can hear you. I can hear you. You can hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, Black, man. You know, glad okay. everything going good, man. Miss you in the studio, man. Hopefully get you back in here soon, man. Yeah, man. I miss being there, man. I'll be back soon, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Black, man, let's go ahead and get into it, man. We're not going to waste no more time, man. The Super Bowl was last night, man. The Super Bowl, all right? Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31, Kansas City Chiefs 9. Boy, that sounds wild saying it. Black, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into this game. Black, just what's your overall thoughts? What did you see? What were your overall just first impressions, man, after watching this game? My my first impressions of the football game was, was wild. Yeah. Wow. Right. You know, uh, no betting man, no betting man could never tell us or anybody who bet would have betted on the Chiefs not scoring a touchdown in this football game. Right. Nobody would never have bet that. Never. Right. So to see them score nine points, man, and in the way they've been scoring at will all year, it's just phenomenal on the part of Tampa Bay defense. Mm-hmm. Not only just their defense, uh. Boy, Todd Bowles did a heck of a job game planning. We we see exactly what he did for the two weeks he had to prepare for them. Correct. We see what he 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 did what every every other team should have been doing. He trusted his he trusted his defensive line to get pressure on Pat Mahomes without without blitzing, and it worked to perfection. Yep. So it was it it was it was amazing to watch that man. That was I know Brady did his thing offensively and. The offense scored, uh, scored the points, but, man, the defense just wild me. Correct. You know, we haven't been seeing it all year about Tampa defense is, is greedy, tough. You know, they come to play. And, and a lot of these football games that uh, Tampa Bay won towards the end of the season and in the playoffs, everything was set up by their defense because their defense played lights out the whole playoffs almost, the whole right. playoffs. Right. And look at, look, at the, look at the quarterbacks that they beat. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm thinking about all the quarterbacks they beat. They beat Aaron Rodgers, league MVP. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees. Yeah. Uh, Pat Mahomes, NFL yep. MVP, NFL. Uh, I mean, Super Bowl champion. Like the quarterbacks that they beat, man, and this defense went up against and and had a uh, had uh, amazing performances against them. So, right. I that's my big take from that game. Not what was was happening offensively with Tampa, but defensively. You know, the MVP, we know uh, Tom Brady got the MVP, but that whole defense should have got that MVP, man, because they played lights out. Yeah. They didn't allow Kansas City Chiefs offense to do a thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's amazing, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, just utter shock. Utter shock how the game play, uh, played out. Um, the biggest story that, that, that I just keep harping on is how the Chiefs offense was non-existent. I mean, they didn't even they didn't even propose a threat to the Bucks all night long. No breakout plays, no bomb plays. Kelsey, Tyreek, Kelsey and Tyreek pretty much held to nothing. Mahomes was running for his life. That was the most pressure that I had seen Pat Mahomes since he's been in the National Football League. 
And that's a testament yeah. to Tall Boyles and that defense. The Tampa Bay Bucks, man, this is what they are. This is what they were all season long. They were like a puzzle, a thousand pieces all over the table. And throughout the season, each week, week after week, week after week, that puzzle kept coming together. It kept coming together, piece by piece, piece by piece, and they peaked in the playoffs. You rarely see a team peak in the playoffs. Rarely. Mm-hmm. And they peaked after that Washington game. We seen them in New Orleans, and then we seen them in Green Bay, and that defense was ferocious last night against Kansas City, and it was just total domination. Total domination. There was no points in the game where Kansas City looked like they had a chance to do anything. None. From the first through the fourth quarter. Yep. Nothing. They did absolutely nothing. Just a spectacular job by Ty Bowles and his defensive staff of just literally, for the first time that we've ever seen, shutting down <laughs> Pat Mahomes. Shutting him down. Completely. Yes. <laughs> completely. Yeah, so, Black, man. just 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 going forward into the game, let's go ahead and talk about, you know, the two coaches, Andy Reid. Super Bowl champion, and now we have a brand new Super Ch- Super Bowl champion in Bruce Arians. Black, would you say that Bruce Arians outcoached Andy Reid, or would you say the players just determined the outcome of that game? Do you give more credit to the coaching, or do you give more credit to the playmaking last night by the Buccaneers? I think for I think for the uh, for the Bucks, I think they came in with a game plan and they stuck to it. Right. So I think I think they had a game plan. Defensively, and then um, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Bruce Aarons told Brady go do what he do. Yeah, <laughs> go do what you do. I think right. they set up a game plan defensively to because I don't know if they thought they could shut Kansas City out, but they they had a belief that they could slow them down and outscore them. Yeah, to win this football game, or get right. enough stops for them to for them to have uh, for them to score for their offense to get the ball in and score touchdowns to win them the game. And, right. man, the, the game plan that they put together, I, I really think that was the key. I think yeah. it was more on uh, Tampa's game plan and what they and what they did uh, in those two weeks to prepare. That will, that That's what won the football game. So if you want to say coaching, then yes. If you want to put that on, on coaching the game plan and everything that went into that, then I have to give that to Tampa as far as coaching. And Andy Reid, I know it's a lot going on with Andy Reid and right. his personal life with his son. Right. Do do, do I really think Andy Reid's head was all the way there? I don't. Be. I don't. I because that's a that's a lot to deal with for a father. I'm pretty sure you know with his son. So yeah, I'm pretty sure his his head was wasn't 100 percent there. And he said after the game in in the press conference that he could have put his guys in uh, better situations. Yeah. I don't know if I don't. I think. The right thing for him to do in that situation is maybe let Eric Benemy do the play calling and he just leave it be. But that didn't happen. You know, he had his hand in the Yeah, it's in the tough play to calling, it's, it's so. tough to it's tough to think that could have happened in the Super Bowl, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's I just it's it's a it's a lot of factors you gotta put in play, but I I really believe that uh Kansas City Chiefs they they got coached and Tampa just wanted it more, man. Tampa's ha- Tampa had been hearing about the offense for two weeks. What they did to him the first time, what Tyreek, what Tyreek Hill did to him the first time. Yes, they had been hearing about it for two weeks, so you had to think and watching that game that defensively they were going to come out and make a statement, and and that's what we got. So yeah, I think that I think the game plan that they came up with 
they stuck with it and and we got a total dom- total domination from the uh Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think, I, 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 and to me, it was more on the players. I think when you get to the championship game, I think the coaches put a game plan in, and that's really all they can do. Don't get me wrong. Offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators, they're dialing up blitzes. They're calling play action. They're you know they're they're calling you know they're calling the game to see you know to see it through to go a certain type of way. But when you get to these championship rounds, man, it's about the players. It was about the dog. Tampa was fast all night long. Shaq Barrett, Shaq Barrett, uh, Whitehead, um, uh, uh, Davis, man, these boys were everywhere. Pierre mm-hmm. Paul and Dominican Sue. Last night they rushed Pat. Mah- they got Pat Mahomes on the run. Twenty nine of the 47, 49 plays. Twenty nine yeah. of crazy. the forty nine plays. Pat Mahomes was on the run. That's incredible. That's incredible. That's more than half, Black. More than half. Yeah. So that defense was pinpoint ferocious. Todd Bowles was dialing it up with that front seven. Them, that secondary, they never dropped the safeties down. They never dropped them down. They never did. Because they didn't have to. Yeah, they, they, ran, only, they, only blitz, they only blitzed one time in that football game. Correct. One time. Correct. Look, <laughs> I've never seen... A cover two defense ran the entire game. The Tampa Bay Bucks <laughs> were in cover two every single play of the game. The only way you can beat cover two is if you start running the ball and that'll open up the play action. That'll open up guys going down the field for Tyreek, Kelsey, Hartman, and those guys. But that never happened because Pat Mahomes was on the run. On the run. So just big credit to those players. Tom Brady now offense efficient. Efficient, no mistakes. Shout out to Leonard Fournette, the former Jacksonville Jaguar. I'm happy for Dog because the way Leonard Fournette is being used in Tampa is the correct way to use him. We know what he was at LSU. We know we see, but when you get to the NFL, superstar college players, they don't remain superstar NFL players. They have to fit a role unless you're a quarterback. You got to fit a role. And Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. man, what a game by Leonard. I was just so happy for Dog, man. I mean, he rushed the ball. I mean, what we're looking at 16 carries, 89 yards, 5.6 a carry, and a touchdown. Just great job, man, by the offensive line. Tampa got healthy at the right time. Just overall great performance by those players. And, of course, shout out to Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, uh, uh, Todd Bowles. Just a collective collective achievement last night, players and coaches for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Black, I got to ask you, man, because this has been a hot topic, man. This has been a hot topic, Black, and I got to get your opinion, man. Me and you, we we didn't even talk about this early when we was preparing for the show, but I got to ask you right now, Black. Black, was the game officiated too tightly last night, man? Was the referees blowing that whistle a little too fast in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Black? Uh, The... And in my opinion, I believe that we're, I believe this is the most in the in the past couple of Super Bowls that we've that we've watched that I've watched. I can honestly say, in the Super Bowl, you let a lot of the things go because it's a championship. Yeah, let them play. But in this in this game, that whistle was blown like this was a preseason football game. <laughs> 
they were blowing the whistle a whole lot in this football game. Yeah. But then if you rewind and look at look at some of the plays, you gotta put some of this on Kansas City. Um yeah. defense you, you can't have your defensive linemen out there throwing punches or yeah. pushing, you know, pushing pushing other offensive linemen. Yeah. And then Tampa Bay offensive linemen was was provoking, but the defensive line for Kansas City was the ones who got caught doing it. So yeah. it was like it was like, well, some of the calls that they were making, they were they were correct because Kansas City was doing a lot of things and they got caught. Yeah. Slipping doing a lot of things. But the whistle definitely was getting blown a whole lot. Some of that stuff they could have let ride. Yeah. But they didn't, you know. So I have to agree to you. Yeah, that most definitely that whistle was blown a blown a whole lot in the, in the football game. Yeah. Do I think that had a did I think that have had a big big effect on the game? I don't D. This mm. game was just totally dominated by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on the fact that if it affected the flow of the game, I think it did. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put you back into the second quarter, Black, right before we was getting ready to go to halftime. I believe the score at that time was I think it was 14, I think it was 10 to 3. 10 to 3, or it could have been 13 to 3. It was one of those. But either way, Kansas City was driving. No, no, excuse me. Tampa Bay was driving. It was 10 to 6. That was the score. 10 to 6. Tampa Bay was driving and they called that holding um uh penalty on Kansas City that took Tampa Bay out of field goal range and put them into position to score. Then they got in field goal range and then they called the offsides penalty that gave them the ball back to get them inside of the red zone. And henceforth, we get the touchdown from Tampa Bay to close uh, at the half. In my opinion, both of those calls were ticky-tack. I saw another angle on the offsides call on that field goal. That man wasn't offsides, Black. His his helmet was a hair, a hair close to the line of scrimmage before they kicked that ball. You don't call that in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. The holding call on the defensive back for Kansas City. You don't call that. They was getting in position. You didn't see no direct hold from that defensive back on Mike Evans. We didn't see that. We didn't see that. So what did that do? That turned three points and made it into seven points, which widened the gap. Now, I'm just talking about the second quarter, Black. That that touchdown was a gut punch to the Kansas City Chiefs going into the half. It was a gut punch. And I didn't like to see that. I, I, I'm not making no excuses. I'm not taking away from Tampa Bay's performance at all. But me personally, those two calls, I'm just going to call it what it is. They were egregious, Black. They were egregious. <laughs> they were egregious, Black. So the game, the game, in my opinion, it was called tight. More tight than you want to see in a championship. But do I think it made the outcome of the game? Did it have something to do with the outcome? No, it didn't. But it did disrupt the flow of the game, in my opinion, Black. Okay. Yeah, I could yeah. agree. I could agree with that. I could okay. agree with that. Okay. All right, Black. Let's go ahead, man. 31 to 9. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Super Bowl champions. Let's get into some performances, man. Let's start off with them. You know where I'm going, Black. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. won his seventh. His <laughs> seventh Super Bowl championship in 10 tries, Black. Seven rings. He has more Super Bowls. Than any organization in the National Football League, Black. Think about that, man. One player has more rings than every organization in the National Football League, Black. That is remarkable, man. 
That's I remarkable. Black, let's talk about them. Black, what are your thoughts today at this very moment when somebody comes up to you and say, hey, black man, give me your thoughts on Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr.? Man, you know what, D? It's something that I said on the last show when we, when we was talking about this. Uh-huh. And, you know, I said to myself, you know, of course, LeBron James is the greatest athlete that we, you know, in, in, in sports, hands okay. down, you know. But, you know, I, I think I got I, I think I got to switch the lanes on that today, my boy, after seeing Man. Tom Brady, everything that, like <laughs> – this man just won his seventh Super Bowl. Like, yeah, our whole life, our our whole life coming up, you know, as kids, we seen Tom Brady winning. Yes, yes, we've always seen him win. Yeah, it's crazy. So, and I think, uh, shout out to said he said it on Twitter. He was like, if you if you are over thirty, all you have seen Tom Brady do is win Super Bowls. Yes, yes. You know, and and that's so true. Like, yeah, he's he's won more than he's lost. He has lost. Yes, you gotta you gotta you gotta. I'm I'm sitting here and I seen something early. And it was like, man, well, look at the losses they had. He lost seventeen to fourteen to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, then I think the second time we lost to the Giants, it was like twenty-one to seventeen, something like that. It yeah. came down to him not having the ball in his hands. That's why he lost. Yeah. So it's it's crazy like to talk about like this man could potentially have uh more ranks than seven if he would have had the ball in his hand last. Yeah, he could have. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's crazy, man, everything that he has done, man. Like you say, he has more championships than every team team in the NFL. Like Bizarre. He's the greatest athlete. He's the greatest athlete of all time. And I don't never I don't I hate to say never but I don't know if we'll ever see. I don't know if we'll see this again. D like this. This may be one of those things that it it it'll be hard to duplicate again. You know, yeah. I think people may come close, but I don't think they'll be able to win seven out of ten. Yeah, I don't think that'll be able to be done. There. You know, in the NFL, I'm, I'm I'm not sure if that could be done again. But right, he has man being forty three years old, forty two or forty three years old, and still doing this at a high le- high level, and he's not done. D like. No. He already he already focused on next year after winning this. Yeah, he was so, saying that on the podium last night. We 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 really could be looking at what if Temple could have a chance to go back to back because Crazy. they're not losing anything. Crazy, <laughs> they're not losing nothing. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy to even think about, but most definitely, man. After winning this seven Super Bowl ring, you have to get this man his credit as being the greatest athlete that we have watched in sports. Okay, okay. Well. Well, let me give him his flowers first. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. is, of course, the greatest football player ever. I seen some de- some debate last night. Some people were really trying to stretch it to say that Tom Brady wasn't the greatest football player ever. All of you should be permanently blocked from Twitter. I mean, what is it going to take? <laughs> Twitter should abandon your abandon your account. They should suspend your account. I seen people saying Lawrence Taylor and and Deion Sanders they were better football players than Tom Brady. Shut up. Shut up. I'm one of the biggest Deion Sanders fans that you'll find. He's the greatest defensive back in the history of football. Even better than Charles Woodson said. Even better than Charles Woodson. Oh, man. So, oh, man. when you go to Tom Brady and, and, and what he's done, the quarterback position is the hardest position to play in sports. Period. 
I'm going to say being a pitcher and a quarterback might be the hardest two positions in sports. I'm 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 going to I'm going to rest on those two. And I'm going to go quarterback is the hardest position by far. When you look at what this man done in 20 years, it is laughable what he's done. If we weren't sitting in front of TVs and we didn't have ESPN and we didn't have these apps and we didn't have all this access to media, we would tell somebody, you're a liar. He did not win seven Super Bowls in 10 tries. He didn't even get to the Super Bowl in 10 tries. That's what we would say to somebody if they told us that. It is a joke how Tom Brady went to Tampa. He went to Tampa. No training camp. Zoom meetings. During a pandemic. During a pandemic. And got this team not only to the playoffs, not only won three straight games on the road, but they won the freaking Super Bowl in Hmm. dominating fashion. It is something that I'm still having trouble with, Black. And Tom Brady (laughs) is the greatest athlete in team sports history. You could put him up against Michael Phelps. You could put him up against Serena Williams. Now, in my opinion, Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of all time as far as accomplishments. When I looked up what this woman has done, it is outrageous, Black. Yeah, she's done a lot. She's done a lot. It is outrageous. So in my opinion, as far as accomplishments goes, I'm going to give it to Serena. But team sports, I got to put them over Jordan, and I got to put them over LeBron. I got to. Mm -hmm. Now, LeBron still got work to do. LeBron still got work to do. But Black, Black, he went to the Super Bowl in his first year with the Bucs and won it. And won it. And won it. Black, did you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yep. won eight straight games, Black? Did you know they didn't lose a game in December? Did you know that they went undefeated in December and came into the playoffs, Black, and have not lost a game in eight weeks? Eight weeks, wow. Start clicking at the right time. They peaking clicking at the at right, the right time. time. And and I remember Tom Brady, his first Super Bowl, when they faced the uh, the, the St. Louis Rams or the greatest show on turf. I remember that game. He was a game-managing quarterback. But, you, but, but, but do you know when everything changed? When Tom Brady got that ball back for the final drive, and everybody was thinking overtime against the Rams. They were saying, okay, this kid's going to game-manage. We're getting ready to go to overtime. No, sir. No, sir. We saw then this kid was special. Adam Vinatieri kicked the field goal, Super Bowl number one. And he's racked up six cents in 20 years. Mm. And we will mm-hmm. never, we will never see this again in our lifetime, Black. Me and you, and we are in our, we're on the other side of our mid-30s, Black. And we're going to see some great things. We're going to see some great things in the NBA. Yeah. We're going to see some great things in the NFL, college football. We're going to see some great dominant things, Black. But we'll never see another Nick Saban. And we'll never see another Tom Brady. We won't. We won't. Mm-hmm. We won't, Black. So. Giving Tom Brady all the respect, all the glory. Shout out to him. Shout out to the discipline. Shout out to the legend, the GOAT. Shout out to everything that he brings to the game of football. Because when Tom Brady finally hangs him up, they should put a statue outside of every stadium in the National Football League. All 30 teams. 
<laughs> All 30 teams in the National Football League should have a Tom Brady statue outside of their building and recognize him as truly the greatest of all time. And it is not a discussion, my boy. How many, Black, how many other sports we can say it's not a discussion? We debate Jordan LeBron all the time, right? Yeah, we can. You can't debate nothing with Brady. You can't debate nothing in the NFL. It's nothing to talk about. It's nothing to talk about. So, yeah, man, just want to give Tom Brady his love. All right, Black, you know we got to do it. You know we got to do it, man. We got to talk about Patty Mahone, boy, man. We got to talk oh, about man. it. Before this game, Black, what was the conversation? The baby goat. The young goat. Baby goat. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, a generational battle that we might never see, might never see again. Pat Mahomes going to come in and set the tone and take the torch and say, hey, this is my time now. Old man, go back to where you came from, and by God, were we wrong. Pat Mahomes, 26 for 49, 270 yards passing, zero touchdowns. Can't believe I just said that. And two interceptions. Black, what are your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes on his uh performance last night? And then I want you to and then I want you to get it off your chest. The 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 rhetoric that we're hearing about Patrick Mahomes today, like your boy Keyshawn Johnson. Oh man, first let me let me deal with him first, man. Get him out the way. You know. <laughs> oh man. I done hung up on my dog, man, getting so excited. Let me get him back in. Let me get him back in. Black was getting ready to rip up. Rip up uh, Keyshawn. Hello? My bad, Black. I'm... I got so excited I hit the power button, my boy. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead, my boy. You back on. You back on. Yeah, well, let me get him out the way, man. Oh, man. So I'm up, I'm up this morning. I'm looking at it, you know, just looking at Sports Center. I see you know, a show on Sports Center, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. I, I always forget the name of it. But Keyshawn Johnson put his face in the camera. He really looked in the camera and said he don't know if Patrick Mahomes would get back to a Super Bowl. And I look, and I and I and I automatically went to my phone and I seen I seen that they put what he said in Bleacher Report, and I had to save it. Do you know why I saved it? Why is that, Black? Because I wanted to speak on him being an asshole. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing about Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. Every year that he has dealt, that he has went through adversity, mm-hmm. year one. Mm-hmm. Year one, when we see him in the AFC Championship, and he lost to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. What did he do the next? What did he do the next? What did he go on to do the next year? Hmm. Hmm. Now we see him. Now we see him through adversity this year. Hmm. I, me personally, I believe this kid. He gets it. He has that it factor when it comes to losing and rebounding. I know he knows. He knows what it takes. He's the right. winner. He's just one of those guys. And Patrick Mahomes will be back in another Super Bowl. Correct. Could it be? Could it be next year? I believe it will be. Yeah, great I chance. Kansas City is going to be so. I believe Kansas City is going to be so upset about this Super Bowl and not having a chance to go back to back. I believe hearing everybody say, "Man, they could they could win, they could win back to back Super Bowls. They could three peat. They got the type of team that could do it." They have been hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and thinking, "Oh, this this can happen," but. They just they ran into they ran into the goat. You know, I don't yeah. I don't know what it was, but to to to, to speak on 
to speak on Patrick Mahomes like that. Keyshawn Johnson, you're a fool. My goodness. You need to be taken off the air for the egregious comments you made about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I know you have an opinion, and we some opinions we respect, but this one I don't respect. Mm, okay. If you so happen to hear this episode, this podcast, <laughs> episode one on one, Keyshawn Johnson, you have no right to speak those type of words about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But um. <laughs> And these for Patrick Mahomes, man, and we talked about this earlier. He he just had he had a bad game, D. Like he did, and, and I and, and I really believe D. It, it, it was Tampa. He didn't have an answer for that offensively. Tampa was just locked in. That's how much credit I'm giving Tampa for this Super Bowl win. Right. Tampa was not going to be denied defensively. They were no, not. Sir. They they. They were not going to let Patrick Mahomes be out there on that football field doing what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You can really say the writing was the writing was on the wall for Patrick Mahomes as soon as that ball got snapped. Oh, of course, of course, and all night long, Patrick my boy. Just, he 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 finally had a he's human. We had been looking at him like he's not human. It's something we've never seen before in Patrick Mahomes. We haven't seen this before. Nope. We haven't seen someone this athletic, this someone that who can just throw the football off the off his back foot and throw it all the way, just throw the ball crazy all over the field. This all this crazy new NFL. He's this new offense he's bringing to the NFL where you just ball, throw the ball crazy, right, all over the field. We right. hadn't seen it before. We hadn't seen it before, but we're seeing that he's human. Yeah, and he can be stopped. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's things teams can do to stop him. I know that this this videotape is going to be is going to get played by a lot of teams. Sure, of course. A lot of teams are going to be looking at this. It's giving them hope. A lot of teams are going to be saying, "Oh man, we need to get our defense aligned better." Yeah, we need to get better on the bike end. Giving them hope. If you put pressure on Pat Mahomes, if you put pressure on Pat Mahomes without having the blitz and knowing that you got a, a front four that can get to him, he's going to be in trouble, and that's what we see from Pat Mahomes. No doubt. We've never in, in 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 the three in the three years we've been watching Pat Mahomes, I've never seen this kid run this much in his life. Never. In the three seasons we've seen him, never. This was the first time I seen Patrick Mahomes football uniform pants didn't look white. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. He just had one of those games, and we seen that he's human. Will he rebound for this? I, I believe he will. Of course. But it's some stuff that it's some stuff that we need to we need to we we need to kind of relax on with uh, with 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 uh, Pat Mahomes. I believe he's a, he's a winner. He's already shown he's a winner. Yeah, he already he's already shown it. He already a winner. This this is fourth year. He yeah. has a long way to go. He's twenty. The kid is twenty five years 25 old. Twenty five years old. He got a lot more winning to do. But this, I think this shows a lot of people that's just giving him this high praise and high praise that he's human. He's yeah. able to be stopped. It's certain ways you, it has to be done, but you can stop Patrick Mahomes. You can cause conflict within that off, that juggernaut of an offense. You can, you can cause conflict there. Yeah. You can, yeah. Put, you can have, and, and we've seen that from Tampa, and I think Tampa defense had a lot to do, had a lot of why we've seen Patrick Mahomes play so awful is because what Tampa defense was doing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Look, people just need to relax. 
<laughs> I I get on Twitter after the game last night, early this morning, on Twitter, watching the sports shows, and people are rightfully so having a field day on the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Shout out to Uncle Shannon Sharp, who had to go through hell this morning with Skip Bayless. My God, was that tough to watch. But listen. I feel bad for Uncle Shay Shay, man. For sure, for sure. But listen, this man is 25 years old, and he is the most talented thrower of the football, the most talented quarterback my eyes had ever seen in the National Football League in four years. Year one, he sat on the bench. He didn't play. Year two, comes in unanimous MVP. Unanimous at 23 years old. Year three, what does he do? Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP. Year four, hell of a year. Arguably in the MVP race all year long. Gets to the Super Bowl at a chance at back-to-back, which is never done in NFL. The last time, I believe it was the 05-06 Patriots who did it last. Go went back-to-back. Mm-hmm. You never see it. But Pat Mahomes got them there. Pat Mahomes had a bad game. He, paid, he played poorly. He wasn't good. That offensive line was decimated by injury. Decimated. It was. And when you don't have your pieces in front of you, that those reliable linemen in front of you, you're going to have a long night. And what a bad matchup it was. You had the ferociousness and, 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 and the peakness of the Tampa Bay front seven. Everybody was healthy. Everybody was locked in against a banged up, de- depleted offensive line. You got problems. And we seen it. Last night, mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes was on the run 29 of the 49 plays he played on offense last night. He had a bad game. We've seen bad games from everybody. The only undefeated quarterbacks in Super Bowl history who went to multiple, multiple Super Bowls are Cool Joe and Troy Aikman. And if you don't know who Cool Joe is, it's Joe Montana. <laughs> Joe Montana has four, five Super Bowl rings. Troy Aikman has three. They never suffered Super Bowl losses in their career. Two. Now, Black, it's been 59,000 Super Bowls. We've seen Peyton Manning lose two. We've seen Russell Wilson lose. We've seen John Elway, Dan Marino. We've seen all of the legends go through the fire. Tom Brady, we've seen it. Ben Roethlisberger, we've seen it. So what in Keyshawn Johnson's mind (laughs) think that a 25-year-old MVP Will not ever make it to another Super Bowl. Now, we know Super Bowls ain't guaranteed, but this team is locked in. The Kansas City Chiefs have no free agents up this offseason. Tyreek will be back. Kelsey will be back. Mahomes will be back. They'll all be back. And I don't see many teams in the AFC that's going to threaten these boys. Maybe one or two teams. But Pat Mahomes is a superstar. Pat Mahomes still has a chance to be arguably one of the best ever. Now, has the ship sailed on Tom, him being better than Tom Brady? Probably, because he got seven Super Bowls, and this is his 20th year. <laughs> but if I'm going to say this right now, Black, if anybody has a shot to rival what Tom Brady has done, it's this kid. It's this kid. Based yeah. off the talent, and based off the offensive scheme that Andy Reid and Airbnb have going up there in Kansas City. Period. 
So everybody take a take take a chill pill, as as they say when you're a little youngster. Take a chill pill. Relax. Go have your little <laughs> sip of some yak. Go 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 smoke on a little something something. Go do something to ease your mind. Because as long <laughs> as Pat Mahomes is breathing, he will be mm. in the picture for MVP and Super Bowl every single year. You can book that. You can book it. All right, Black. Super Bowl's over. Season is over. We're getting ready to go into the offseason. Now, down here in Duval County, we know what we're waiting on. We know what time it is down here in Duval. <laughs> but, Black, I, wanna, I want you to go into the future, man. I want to put you on the spot real fast, man. We're getting ready to wrap up the Super Bowl. Black, I want you to tell me right now, Black, who makes the Super Bowl next year? Tell me right now. Who makes the Super Bowl next season, Black? Put you on the spot. Oh, man. <laughs> who who going, Black? Who is representing the NFC and the AFC in next year's Super Bowl, Black? Um, until I see differently, man, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're not losing anything either. So I think Tampa Bay will be back. Uh, well, they, they, well, they got they, they got Chris Godwin up and Shaq Barry is up. Oh, they're going to get them resigned. I ain't. I ain't <laughs> oh, got you. I got you. They gonna, yeah, they're going to be in Tampa. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Tampa. I'll get back to the Super Bowl. And okay. Yeah, I'm just going to step out on a limb because every every year I've seen them, every year I, I have seen them, they've gotten better. I think they learned the lesson against uh, Kansas City. I think mm. Buffalo Bills going to go to Super Bowl next Ooh, year. I knew you was going to say that. I knew you were. <laughs> I knew you were. I, <laughs> I knew I it. Think go, I think they could get there. I really okay. do. I believe they could get there. Okay. Okay, you know, I got you. I believe they're gonna answer I, I believe they're gonna answer some of those questions that they need to answer on the defensive side of the ball and offensively in the offseason. Okay. To put them over the top. And then with the emergence of Josh Allen and him getting better every year, I think the kids gonna uh, gonna learn from his mistakes and uh next year I, I could believe I believe I could see them being in the Super Bowl. Okay. I, I knew you was gonna say it. I'm not really surprised that you uh that you said that. Uh, for me, man, <laughs> just off the limb with no thought, no thought, no real breakdown, no offseason moves. Of course, it's just right now today. Um, I think we get a rematch next year. I think we get a rematch. Okay. I think, I think, I think Pat Mahomes is gonna be possessed next season. Possessed. I think that I think the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna address certain things in their organization. And I think with Airbnb coming back alongside with Andy Reid, they got the experience there, and they're going to revamp a couple of things in that offense. They're going to address that defense as well. And Pat Mahomes is still, to me, the best quarterback in the NFL talent-wise. Tom Brady's the best winner, but talent, I'm going to keep Mahomes. I say the Chiefs get back, and I'm never going to bet against Brady. As long as Tom Brady's in the National Football League, he's going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) As long as he's there. As long as he is there, he going to the Super Bowl. So as of right now, I got Chiefs, I got Bucks in a rematch in the Super Bowl out there in Los Angeles, my boy. Mm, mm, yes, sir. Mm. All right, Black Man. So uh, you got anything else you want to roll off, man? We getting ready to get Freddie Bricks on the line, man, and, and, and let him get his over. Black, you got anything before we get you out of here? Yeah, man. Just uh, I just want to say I know you're gonna get in the NBA, man. I'm just excited about what I'm seeing from my Lakers, man. I'm oh, just, absolutely. I'm just. I'm just so excited, man. I'm just this LeBron that I'm seeing. It's the D, isn't it ironic? Mm, talk about it. How every how every going into every February headed into March, talk we get it. to turn up from LeBron James. Talk we get about to it. Turn up. 
Talk about it. We get the turn up, and and and, and I'm I'm loving. I'm loving the work that he's putting in. D. It's, it's, to see this man doing what he's doing at his age, man. Like people, people in trouble. Yeah, teams are in trouble. Yeah, they're going to be in some real trouble. You know, yes. I, I like what the Lakers. And then you know, coming up, and I know we're going to be talking about it on episodes to come. Coming, it's a big week coming up for sure. uh, the Lakers. It's a big week. Sure. You know, we got we got the Nets this week, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Thursday. Week, one of the two. Yeah, I'm, uh, we got some big games coming up. So, man, I'm, I'm excited about what the Lakers doing. Nice wins, man, through last through uh, all of last week. Uh, I enjoyed every single win, but I love what my Lakers are doing, man. Just wanted to get them a shout-out before you get me out of here. Absolutely. Speak on it, Black. We always welcome great representation for the Los Angeles Lakers and the King, LeBron, Raymond James, son of Gloria James. She just had a birthday as well. So, <laughs> happy birthday to Miss Gloria James out there. Yo, man, happy birthday, Gloria James. Yes, sir. All right, black man, you know, can't wait to get you back in the studio. Um, Anything else before we get you out of here, boss? No, nah, man, uh, just appreciate all the love, man, from everybody, bro. I appreciate you, man. I love you, man. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir, for sure. Hopefully next time we we'll be back in the building, you know, we can be celebrating something great, the birth of my son. Yes, sir. You know, so that's why I'm not in the studio, because the birth of my son is approaching. So, Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, we appreciate all the love and every, everything that we get from all our listeners, man. And we're going to continue continue to give, give y'all content, good content, sports-wise, everything that we do, man. We love no y'all. Doubt. No doubt. <laughs> all right, Black, man. You take it easy, man. I'm going to hit you up in a little bit, man. All right, now. All right, man. Yo. Yo. All right, man. So that was Black, man. Of course, we had to get my man in here and talk uh, talk that talk, man. Um, just real quick, man, we get ready to get Freddie Bricks, uh, on the phone. And, um, I just want to address something real quick, man. I, I, people always say that me and black are LeBron lovers. They all say that, you know, you know, me and black are, you know, homers for LeBron and the Lakers. Yeah, we are. Yep. We are. We are. But listen up, man. Last night, man, I'm out of my own business, man. And, 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 and I'm scrolling on the Twitter. I love I love big sporting events, man, because that's when Twitter is just like so alive. I, I love it. I love it. And of course, I scroll and I scroll. And what do I see? Somebody brings LeBron James name into the Tom Brady conversation. And do you want to know who that person was who brought LeBron James into the Tom Brady conversation. You guessed it. It was the one and the only Tyrone Koppel, our college football correspondent. Koppel gets on there and goes, oh, please, please, please stop comparing Tom Brady to LeBron James. No, you stop comparing Tom Brady to LeBron James. You know, people act like before Brady won this seventh championship that the idea of LeBron James and Tom Brady being on the same level as far as accomplishments was far-fetched. Stop it. Y'all stop it. The comparisons are there. You dislike LeBron, that's on you. But facts, if we're talking facts, Bro, that conversation is alive and well. Well, it was alive and well because right now you got seven Super Bowls in 10 years. I, I don't think it's a conversation. Michael Jordan is not even in this conversation as the greatest team sports winner. Even though Jordan was 6-0, and 
I'm sorry. Tom Brady's been to two Super Bowls in 20 years and got seven rings. But y'all stop bringing up LeBron. We're not bringing him up. I was bigging up Tom Brady the whole night. Ain't mentioned James at all. And then we get into the best athlete of all time. You talk about physical, physical appearance, speed, jumping, size. It, of course, LeBron's in that conversation. He's in that conversation with Serena Williams. He's in that conversation with Michael Jordan. He's in that conversation with Deion Sanders. Yeah, of course he is. But again, I just want to say it is not us. It is not me. It is not black. We are not the ones bringing up LeBron James in this conversation with Tom Brady. It is you guys. And when I say you guys, it's you, couple. You. All right, man, let's get into some other news in the National Football League before we get Freddie Bricks uh, on the phone. Uh, the Hall of Fame class was announced, all right? The 20. 20- 21 Hall of Fame class was announced this past weekend. Of course, you know, during the Super Bowl, you have the NFL honors, and then you get the Hall of Fame. So some notable names, of course, headlining the class, headlining the class is Peyton Kenneth Manning. The two-time Super Bowl winner, two different teams. He did it first for the Colts and the Broncos. Peyton Manning, fantastic player. Fantastic. I am a bigger Peyton Manning fan than a Tom Brady fan. Tom Brady has just earned my respect. But I rolled the Peyton Manning flag. Rolled it. He was one of the first quarterbacks to come in and change the position. A coach on the field. My man ain't need no wristbands. He was out there running the offense, putting these boys in position. He was the head of some of the most prolific offenses that we had ever seen congratulations to Peyton Kenneth Manning for being elected to the 2021 Hall of Fame well the Hall of Fame the head of the class all right we also had Charles Woodson one of the greatest DBs of all time started at corner went to safety got a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers this guy was phenomenal at his position um just Love hearing the the conversations from guys like Peyton Manning. Um, I think it was it was Peyton, it was Tom Brady, it was one other quarterback. They were saying, "Look, man, you always made sure twenty one or twenty four because he was twenty four with Oakland, twenty one in Green Bay. You always look for him. You always look for him. He was dangerous and he made life hell uh, for quarterbacks. So shout out Charles Wilson. I like Charles Wilson a lot. I do not think he's the greatest defensive back of all time. In my opinion, the goat is Deion Sanders. Prime. Prime. And we can have a conversation if you want to. But hey, of course, much due respect. One of the greats, Charles Wilson's congratulations. Let's go to the next one, Megatron, man. This man's 35 years old and going to the Hall of Fame. I think he played a total of eight or nine seasons for the Lions. The Lions were so bad and so atrocious that they ran my man off to retirement. But let me tell you something. Nobody could cover this man. He was a freak of nature. He was the exception to the rule for defensive backs. When I say that, this is what I mean. You could do nothing to him. You couldn't jam him. You couldn't double him. You couldn't do anything because this man was open. Throw it down. Just like I said with Random Moss, throw it up. Random Moss will come down with it. Megatron was catching it at his highest point, and he was running you over, rolling you down the field. I just wish he would have got an opportunity to play for a better organization and play for a better quarterback than Matt Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford. Shout out Megatron, the unstoppable force, man. Make it to the Hall of Fame. We also had Pittsburgh great 
Alan Fanica. We had uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl winning uh, safety John Lynch make it as well. Drew Pearson. Shout out Drew Pearson, man, from the Dallas Cowboys who finally got in. I don't know why Drew Pearson had been in. If you don't know who Drew Pearson is, YouTube is highlights. This is a special wide receiver, man. I'm glad that he finally uh, got in, man. So, like I said, those are some of the notables led by Peyton Kenneth Manning. Uh, this is going to be a great class, man. Manning, Woodson, Megatron, Lynch, Pearson, Allen Fanica, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys have to say as they are forever enshrined in history of the National Football League getting into the Hall of Fame. All right, man, NFL honors was also this past weekend, and the new MVP of the league, I don't think nobody was surprised, Aaron Rodgers. I believe this is his third MVP, I don't have it right in front of me, so my apologies, but I believe this is Aaron Rodgers' third MVP. I think he deserved it. I, I think, you know, he stayed strong down the stretch. He started off strong, was great in the middle of the season, just a complete body work for Aaron Rodgers. He is your 2020 MVP. Defensive player of the year, I don't know why Jalen Ramsey didn't get this. I get what people say. Aaron Donald and those defensive linemen, for the Los Angeles Rams, they set up the secondary for Jalen Ramsey. But I just think Jalen Ramsey had the best year defensively. I just think he was the best. But you give it to Aaron Donald. I think this is his third one. I think this is his third one. But, uh, you know, congratulations uh, to Aaron Donald. Y'all say he the best defensive player. I ain't going to disrespect the man. Congratulations, Aaron Donald, being defensive player of the year. And uh, let's see, rookies of the year. Thank you, defensive rookie of the year uh, was Chase Young. No brainer. Uh, your offensive player of the year, Derek Henry. Shout out to him. I was glad to see that he got that man. I thought Kelsey was going to get it because he revolutionized his position this year. His stats were off the charts, just godly. What he did at the tight end position. I thought Travis Kelsey would steal that offensive player uh, of the year. But hey, you know. Uh, 2,000 yards rushing for King Henry. Big fan of him, man. Yuli's own. But boy, uh, he was clean in that suit, man. That highlight yellow suit, man. He was clean in that suit. He was clean in that suit, man. So just shout out to uh, Derrick Henry for being the offensive player of the year. So Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year with the Cleveland Browns. Coach of the year. Hell of a year for Stefanski and the Browns. But no one saw a Cunny coming. He revolutionized that locker room. He put expectations in that organization. Got Baker Mayfield to play really, really well. OBJ went down early. They still thrive. Got to the playoffs. Got a playoff win and was knocking at the door of the AFC Championship game. So, shout out to Kevin uh, Stefanski and all of the winners. All of the winners for the NFL honors. Man of the year this year, Russell Wilson. Shout out to Russ. Everything he's doing in the community. Everything he's doing with the children. Uh, Russ is a great guy. We know that. We see him week in week out. Russ is just the best when it comes to charity, when it's come to humanity. Shout out Russell Wilson, man, for all that he's doing in the community. So just shout out to the Hall of Fame class. Shout out to the NFL Award winners, okay? So let's go ahead and get Freddie Bricks on the line. We want to get his thoughts on just wrapping up the season uh, with the NFL, of course, closing out with the Super Bowl. Let's see if we can get my mans on the phone. It's been a while since we talked to Fred. Yeah. Oh, there he, Oh, I ain't even hear the phone ring. My we man was ready. to complete your call at this time. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get my guy. Let's get my guy on the phone. 
Please leave your message for... I think he's trying to call me, so let's see if we can get Fred in. I think he's trying to call me. But, um... We, it's, oh, there he is. There he is. Uh, hello. Yo, what's good? Is this Freddie Bricks? Yes, sir. Freddie Bricks, how are you, man? What's goody? What's goody? Great, great to hear from you, man. Welcome back to the Sports Test, Fred, man. The people have been late. They've been asking for you, man. <laughs> they want to. They yeah. they want to know. They want to know what you're thinking about a lot of things. Now, now, Fred, I'm I'm by myself today. Black Black had to uh, uh, hold it down. You know, he's expecting his uh, his next child. So, Black okay. is out. So I'm holding okay. it down. But we talked to Black earlier. Black. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We talked to Black earlier, and now we got you in, Fred. I got a I got a few questions for you, man. So I don't know if you're ready for me, man. Cause I'm I'm okay, I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm put you on the line today, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, first and foremost, Fred, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was last night. Tampa Bay winning thirty-one to nine. Tom Brady winning his seventh ring. Fred, just what's your overall thoughts on the game last night? And just let's talk a little bit about Tom Brady in your eyes. What is Tom Brady to you? Because we know we hear all this greatest of all time, not just in football, but just in sports. Mm-hmm. Period. What's your thoughts on everything, Fred? I mean, I. I'm at the point now to where I realize, like, especially we speaking about Tom Brady, um, he is the greatest. Uh, he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> but I also want to put. I also want to just put it in the perspective of what I mean. Like, he, okay, he's not the most talented quarterback of all time. But no. he's the he's the great. If, in, in any situation, I would take Tom Brady over anybody. Yes. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like it's a couple of quarterbacks with a way better skill set than Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, but Tom Brady's gift is not particularly his skill set. It's in his, uh, the way he handles situations. Right. You know what I mean? Like everybody in that Super Bowl yesterday was nervous except Tom Brady. You know, he was literally the only one that wasn't nervous. True. Uh, he's not going to crack under pressure. There's not much you're going to do to him in a game like he has to win. We've seen Tom Brady get blown out in the regular season plenty of times. Yeah. You know, he like the year they won the Super Bowl, he got blew out by Blake Borders and the Jaguars. Yeah. Who went on to only win two more games. My God. You know what I'm saying? So like it you know, Tom he's he's the he's the best, man. I mean Yeah. You know, he, he's the what can you say? Seven championships? Yeah. Like what can you say at this point? Nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing. We all just gotta bow down. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what was your thoughts on the game last night, man? I know you were uh, a, a a rental for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw you on Twitter earlier in the day saying my Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs are getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. So, Fred, just mm-hmm. what was your take on the game, man? Like, just did did you expect this? Was it a shocker? Uh, and, and what were your thoughts, mm-hmm. man? After you know the Bucks won the championship, I think it was a. I don't want to say a bad job by Andy Reid, but I think for him not to realize that he needed to run the ball earlier, yeah. was like a huge. Like, almost not to the second half. Like, they're yeah. giving you the lanes to run. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to take those. Like, Tom Brady is not – like, the Bucks are not going to throw a 1,000 points on you. You have to yeah. take what they give you. if you Because they started up 3 nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just take what they give you. And I think you in the Super Bowl, you have to. Right. Like, if you see Tom Bowles hasn't thrown any blitz, at some point you got to say, okay – I yep. see what game we playing. We yep. got to hand this thing off. Mm-hmm. We got to hand it off like all the time. Like it need to be drives where they hand that bitch off really the first three or four times. I agree. Who's going to like, 
put an extra man in the blocks against the Chiefs. Nobody. You know what I mean? So, like, honestly, the Chiefs running back should have had 300 yards apiece last night. <laughs> but I, I think Andy Reid just fumbled. He fumbled that game. You know what I'm saying? Do, do you, do in you, my opinion. Do you think, do you think that the Chiefs got caught up in their own magic, what we've seen them do week in and week out? They just come in. Passed the ball 50 uh-huh. times. Do you think they got kind of got caught up in what they were doing and didn't adjust to the necessary, you know, things to prepare for Tampa? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they definitely got uh, caught up, you know, in what they were trying to do. I mean, it, it seemed like they were playing like they had another week. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they <laughs> yeah. had to prepare and, and shit like that. And I was just looking like, man, that's not the – this is it. Tom Brady knows when this is it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, he's – You've never seen him come out. And even when he was throwing all them interceptions against the uh, Packers, like, he knew the situation. He was trying he was trying to blow it out of proportion. Yeah, he yeah. knew he had enough time. Like, he's never, like, he didn't throw as many interceptions. Oh, he would have won that game regardless because mm-hmm. he just understands situations. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, man, like, I, I hate that for uh, Andy Reid. I really want to see him get his second ring. But yeah. I think with Tom Brady, he he cemented his legacy, man. He been did that, but yeah, the fact yeah. that he went to another team, he's one of the only players where you really just can't say anything. Nothing, you know what I'm saying? Nothing. Like you you can't say anything, and not to come and not to make this a, a LeBron segment, mm. but it, it made me appreciate LeBron oh. even more because we can't name a lot of these players. You got Gracie, you got LeBron, you got Tom Brady, yeah. And when and what I mean, and not even Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Joy, what, what Joy was in league 10 years before he sniffed victory? What we're talking about <laughs> is players that dominated from the start. Right. I mean, LeBron, what, third year in the league, you know, that's the finals. Right. You know, it's going to be silly when we look back and say, oh, he didn't. Brady only got six or well, seven rings. Yeah. You know, seven. he's been playing 20 years damn near. But the, the reason why he's great, because those other 13 fucking times he was in the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Correct. Correct. He, he wasn't going out in the first round. Like you never he's been in every big game imaginable. Yeah. And it's always gone to the wire if he's lost. Yeah. You know, you ain't just never seen him get dogged out, you know, in no playoff game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. So that's yeah, so that's one thing I appreciate about Tom Brady, you know, is that longevity of greatness. Like, I don't yep. get caught up in the oh, you had a great six year run or you had this. No, I, I like Give me the, your whole career. You can't tell yep. me a quarter of your career you was a fucking loser. Yeah. And you just happened to go on a magical run of winning championships. Now you're the greatest of all time. Talk now, about it. Tom Brady went to another team. Talk about it. Something about Jordan it. hasn't done. Yeah. You understand? Concerning the argument between them two and won a championship. Talk about it. Aaron Rodgers has only been to one NFC championship game. Talk about you it. You understand? Yeah. This man switched it. Last year, the same as that Buck team couldn't make the playoffs with a quarterback behind it. That threw 30 touchdowns. 5,000 so yards passing. Happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? He threw the turnovers, don't get me wrong, but that team ain't sniff no. like success like that. Seven and nine. Like Tom Brady understands situations. Yes. And that's why he, I mean, he's the GOAT in that in, in that spot. He's the greatest to ever yeah. do that. Yeah. You win a game. Like you just know you're gonna win going in with Tom Brady. Yeah, you you, you said know? something you said something interesting, man. And we're gonna have this conversation on the latest show on the sports desk, but I just wanna highlight it, man, because that's why we love to have you back on the sports desk, Fred, because you always 
bring things to the light. You said something interesting about guys like Michael Jordan, who had a nice run. And don't get yeah. me wrong, it was an epic run. He won six titles. He got yeah, to the finals and won six. The best run yeah. of all time. But, but we never time. talk about Jordan's first seven years in the league. Yeah. And then the one thing that we never talk about, and how dare I say this, when he was 34 years old, he went to the Washington Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he played for them for two seasons and didn't sniff yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. But but we yeah. can't talk about that because people say, oh, Jordan, now he, he, he really didn't want to do anything with the Wizards. But we watched LeBron and Raymond James win a championship <laughs> last year, 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And he won the finals MVP. Yeah. Yeah, it just did. And even if he didn't win, like we seen him take a cap team with Delva Dover to the finals. Yes, sir. It was no, it was never no excuses for LeBron. It's never no excuses yeah. for guys like Tom Brady. And that's what I consider great. Yeah. I don't consider like it's funny when you talk about Jordan, it's all these excuses. When we talk about greatness that was always in the moment. Yes. You can bring up the finals record. If you want or not, just make sure you let people know it's 10 finals. Yes. You understand? Because <laughs> yes. Tom Brady got what? Tom Brady, seven and six. Yes. Some crazy shit like that in Super Bowl. Yeah. You understand? So let's break. That's greatness. Yes. Great. Oh, you didn't go undefeated. You didn't hit it in the last. Greatness is year in and year out. Yeah. You're expected to win the championship. Yeah. I, I'm Jordan with you. Jordan had man. a great run. I tell you, he had the greatest run of all time. Yes. He won a three-peat. Took a two-year break because he wasn't able to do it again. Mm. He came back when he was whoa, rested. Whoa, 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 Some players whoa. don't need to take no years off. Whoa, I'm just saying, whoa. some players don't need to take years off. Some players whoa. don't get tired whoa. like that. Whoa. And to me, that's greatness. Whoa. Year in and year out. All that job was 30, 34. Yeah, that shit out the window. <laughs> now, these boys out here 40 competing for championships. Oh, boy. Straight up. So I don't want to hear that. Oh, Wizard, but no, Wizard Joe, he put out 50. Wizard Jordan was capable of scoring on niggas. He just wasn't capable of winning. Whoa. Because the structure wasn't there. He wasn't the winner, though. Bulls was the winner. Yo. The structure of the team. Steven Krause, the head coach. Mm. The structure. People can say it was chaos all they want, but that mm. was structure. My He's God. got Tom Brady just showed you, man, structure or not. I'm going to go out here and win, my nigga. Oh. Straight up. And I'm going to go through Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Drew Brees. And Drew Brees to do it. At home. At their place. At home, At their place. At, on the road. Yeah, With Leonard Fournette, who was released. Yeah, bro. So I don't want to hear all these people go, oh, they just stacked. Okay, uh, Leonard Fournette was released at the beginning of the year. Right. So right. you can say stack this and stack that. Uh, everybody who's done it, Antonio Brown. Released. You know what I mean? Grunt was coming back from retirement. So I understand he got weapons, but... Let's not act like this the Rams. No. Nope. The running gun Rams. Like they, he got some high right weapons, but nah, bro. Tom Brady went out there and won that Super Bowl. Yes, he did. Up. Man, and I'm that's great. Boy, you're going to ruffle some feathers, boy. And I know one guy in particular. <laughs> I know one guy in particular. He's going to be seething. Uh,. <laughs> When he when he hears this, all right, Fred, I got one more I got one more question for you, man. A uh, great breakdown, man. You you said a lot of great things there, man, and uh, great content right there. So one last thing, man. Let's go ahead and transition out of the Super Bowl, man. Let's go to the National Basketball Association. I, I just got to know something from you, man. Well, I haven't been able to talk to you about NBA, and I enjoy your NBA takes. And I want to go down to Brooklyn. I want to go mm-hmm. down to Brooklyn. What have you seen with the Nets so far with Harden, Kyrie, and Durant? Because it seems to me every time they win, 
They win 1,999. <laughs> but when they lose, they also lose 1,000 to 999. And I got to ask you, because I'm really starting to believe this. I'm starting to think that the Nets don't make it at the Eastern Conference. I'm starting to think that. Man, I, that's been my prediction. I know. I don't like... <laughs> I understand. It looks good. Don't right. get me wrong. Like, Kevin Durant, James Harden... And Kyrie getting together looks good. But when you break this team down, yeah. what did I just say about Tom Brady and about, man, I know Peyton, Man Peyton Manning was better at Tom Brady in, in every facet of quarterback. Absolutely. Throwing power, accuracy. Absolutely. So, I mean, just every, Tom Brady is better at nothing at the quarterback position than Tom Brady except one single thing. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Game management. Situations. Winning. I'm going to go situational football. I'm going to always be the better player when we facing each other. Yeah. I don't care what you do. You can do all this, that, and the third. We facing each other. I'm going to show you what it looks like to be in crunch time and what yep. it's not. Now, yep. let's break down these three players under pressure. We got Kyrie Irving, who's only experienced well, about one or two runs, and he had a pressurized shot. But Kyrie wasn't the leader. No. Kyrie was able to go out there and drop 50 points whenever he wanted and not play defense. No pressure. That was Kyrie's job. No pressure on that team. Let's go to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, no, no, we seen what he did with pressure. He went to a team where the pressure was a little off mm. and he was able to get those championships. Mm. We haven't seen him with the pressure all on him. Mm. It's on you to win. Mm-hmm. That's who it's on. And then we got James Harden, who we've seen year after year after year under pressure, and he's folded. So for some reason, people think that these three are going to get together and you have no leader. You just have a bunch of niggas that can score. Oh. So guess what these other teams that are smart are going to do? They throw bodies at you all game. And guess what's going to happen in the second half? You're relying on those same three scorers and all these other teams running 12 deep. 12 yeah. deep and you have to play defense. When yeah. Kevin Durant is your big man, you are in trouble. Yes, sir. Kevin Durant ain't stepping to the block the whole time you were putting the Warriors. <laughs> Show me one play when you see Kevin Durant on the block. Yeah. yeah, and if he is, it's also one-on-one shit against J.J. Barrera. Like, get out of here. Like, we have this man up with big dogs now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going to have to guard Braun every play. Kevin Durant's going to have to go out there and guard LeBron James every single play. And good luck with that. Every single play. Yeah. You understand? And now, don't get me wrong, Kevin, but that takes a toll on your body. And all in all, I think these Brooklyn Nets, I mean, they just not built for it, man. I'd be shocked if they make it out Easter Easter Conference. I'm going to be. I won't be shocked if they get out the first round because they might play Orlando <laughs> or some shit. You know what I'm saying? But once they start getting to those teams, you know, them Celtics, those Sixers, yep. like these teams who have been playing together for a minute. You know what I mean? And like, okay, first game was sweet. Oh, y'all put up 150, but guess what? I know how to play defense on you now. Yeah, you got to beat me four straight times. Yeah. You know, so with a coach that you don't respect. Yeah. You don't respect Steve Nash. You don't. Us that already. They don't. You know what I'm saying? They don't. So I, I would be shocked if they make it to the finals, but we all know what's waiting on them in the finals. A sweep. <laughs> it's a sweep waiting on them. Like <laughs> Anthony Davis going to put a thousand points on the ball. Oh, uh, who is that? Uh, what's that old man name? Who? That they got uh, the dude who be dunking the ball. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre, he is going to put 50 points on DeAndre Jordan every single night. Every single yeah. night. He put yeah. 50 plus points on DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Like, I, straight up. Yeah. I, 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 you make some incredible points because defensively, we've never seen a team who allows 199 points to make it to the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm really trying to think back. Like, 
We love that Sacramento Kings team, how fun they were with Chris Webber and, and White Chocolate yeah. and, 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 and Diva. I mean, they had a great team, but yeah. they couldn't play defense. That's why, the, that's why the Lakers sent them home every year. Yeah, yeah. And when you yeah. look at the fun teams, like the Phoenix Suns, Steve Nash was a part of one of the great fun teams of all time. They right, never made right. it to the finals. The Houston Rockets, another fun team to watch. Right. They never made it because why? They could not play defense. And right. I knew you was the right person to call on to give an in-depth breakdown of the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> and I appreciate I appreciate your sentiments on the Nets because I think you you were you were saying a lot think of truth. Make the finals is that like the popular opinion that, that that's make the, the popular opinion that the Nets are going to face the Lakers in the finals. But I'm hmm. starting to believe otherwise because the Nets and the Lakers play this week. Yeah. They play this week. I think it's either Friday, yeah. Thursday, or Friday. And then yeah. the next, they got to take on the Bucks again. They 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 going to yeah. they're going to start playing some of the tougher teams because mm-hmm. let's face it, they faced the Cleveland Cavaliers twice. They lost both of those games. Yeah, they faced a lot of bottom teams in the NBA. They haven't really had a test. Now, for granted, they beat Milwaukee the first time. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. But other than that, we're getting ready to see what they're really all about. They beat the Clippers. That was a great game between mm-hmm. those two teams and. You know, we'll see, but I'm starting to feel like you, Fred. I don't know. I don't know if they make it to the finals. I, I'm, I'm I not think quite the longest, sure. Longest, because I, like I said, with Kat, KD is not a leader type, so he's not going to tell Kyrie, "Hey, like, like he, it was." He, Braun went and won a championship with Kyrie. He did. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie had, would never take a weekend off or a week off. It, this is a different Kyrie that's playing with. Oh uh, yeah. Oh KD. yeah. This oh, ain't yeah. the Braun. Like this is not that. You know what I'm saying? When shit's starting to go bad, that we like Kyrie is showing us what's gonna happen. But when you're on a team with Braun, you could be down 3-1. I can't even come on, man. Can you even imagine Kyrie being Kyrie Irving? Oh, sweet. Think about who we've learned who Kyrie Irving is. Sweet. Could you imagine him even come? I mean, 3-1, bro. You know the mentality you gotta have. And I just don't think Kevin Durant brings that. I don't think he's bringing that to the table because them niggas just wanna hoop. You know, I just wanna hoop. I just wanna hoop. Okay. When these niggas out here hooping, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, yo, we finna see if you want to hoop. Yeah. You know, niggas out here playing organized basketball. Right. While you out here hoop, Kyrie getting 30 points up. Now, if that switch to it. KD getting 30 points up, I know it'd be more efficient. I love and it. And like that, yeah, if they, if they switch the, I mean, the shot selection, it's just a lot of shit. It'll surprise me. I love it. It'll just surprise sure. me. I'll sure. be like, For damn, sure. they really made it to the finals. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Okay, all right, Fred. So you got any any sports take you might want to get off your chest? Anything that you might have been sitting with that you want to roll off, man, before we get you out of here? I mean, mine is, is all in all because I know, you know what I'm saying? I know especially said he hate yes. uh, when I talk about LeBron. He does. You know what I mean? He does. And um, I, it's just greatness. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry that, you know, I'm appreciating greatness in his time, just like he appreciate Tom Brady. Yeah, and I want to say I'm finally appreciate when Tom Brady went to the Bucks. That's when the appreciation for me started to come because I'm like, wow, this is really great. And it's just no coaching thing that's tied no. to this. He, he literally took his culture and went to a team we seen we seen the same exact team not be inspired. Facts. And then you telling me that D line was looking like the Giants D line, right? You know what I'm saying from back in the day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. a bunch of older names on that bit, and it just took them four to rush that quarterback. Yep. And I know the old line was kind of hurt, but this is the NFL, bro. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to hear that shit, especially from the Chiefs. 
The yep. Chiefs are the one team, if you told me that if an offensive lineman went missing, they would be able to hide that. Yeah, it's like, so, so for them what? to go in and not be able to hide that was very disappointing yep. uh, to me. But I appreciate Tom Brady. Yep. Like, I, I think him and LeBron James are in their own stratosphere. Uh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're in their own, I don't think you can really compare no other names uh, to those names. And it's only because of the longevity. Like, it, it's funny to me when people say, that LeBron can't take pressure when he's only been playing in pressure since he's been in high school. Oh, God. LeBron don't even know how it feels to lose in, like, the second round or, like, Bro. you know what I'm saying? Like, he don't even know how it feels to, like, not be – he's always playing either the uh, conference championship or for the last 11 years the finals. Bro, you know what I'm sick of, bro? I'm sick of <laughs> us even having to talk about this. Yeah, I'm 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 sick of us having to remind people of LeBron James because because just the mere fact that you had to waste your breath and say that it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's it's just it's just yeah. ridiculous because it's it should be common sense. Yeah, by now to talk yeah. about it, and I find it so funny that said loves Tom Brady. Couple, by the way, he he he'll, he'll <laughs> sing he'll sing Tom Brady's praises to the roof, but Tom Brady yeah. has an identical figure. In the same yeah. room as him, that he continues to hate on. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's crazy. So be yeah. hey, be sure to look out for Koppel's tweets in the morning when he hears this episode, because <laughs> I can't wait. All right, all right, Fred, man, it was it was great having you in, man. I love talking to you about sports, man. We got to get you back in the yes, rotation, sir. man, because this is this is great stuff. Every time we get you back on the sports desk, man. Hey, Fred, man, we celebrated a hundred episodes last week, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, for sure. Know, I, I rarely keep up with the uh, numbers, so I'm glad that y'all actually was keeping up with the numbers <laughs> on this one. Yes, you know sir. I mean? Congrats on the 100, uh, 100 episodes. Yeah, man. More. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. All right, Fred, man, you, you stay safe out there. You be cool, man, and we'll definitely be talking to you sooner than later, man. Yes, sir. All right, man, take it I easy. Boy. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, man, that was the great Freddie Bricks, man. Love, love, love having him on the show. I'm pretty sure my man's couple is out there ready to get him off, man. I can't wait to see what he has to say. I can't wait to see what he tweets, man, about the conversation uh, with the great, the iconic Freddie Bricks. All right, man, so we're going to go into the National Basketball. Come on now. It's time once again. LeBron James. LeBron James. All right, man. Let's talk a little NBA. Little NBA. Of course, we're gonna be talking a lot more NBA with the NFL season come. Coming to an end, coming to an end. But of course, man, before we get this thing started, man, let's please, please, let's pay them respect. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! Woo! LeBron James. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Los Angeles Lakers, man. We always kick off the show, man. Talk about the Lakers, man, and the week uh, that they had, man. So let's see. Last week, I think our week started on a Monday. Yes, February 1st against the Atlanta Hawks. Got a win, 107-99. Got another win against the Nuggets. I was so mad that Nuggets game. I had tweeted prematurely in the second quarter. Lakers are playing like trash, and I just ripped everybody. And I went to bed, and I woke up and see the Lakers won by 21. So I was like, oh, my bad. My bad, Laker Nation, but that's that passion uh, right there. Then we got another win, double overtime. Got, got, got that get back on the Detroit Pistons. I know the Pistons suck, but they scrappy, man. They scrappy. At home, double overtime. Bron did his thing. Anthony Davis with 30. LeBron with a triple-dub, 135 and 129. And, of course, uh, their next game against Oklahoma City Thunder with Anthony Davis is out with some um, uh, Achilles tendonitis, man. Overall, Lakers looking good. Uh, undefeated week, 3-0. and uh, I believe we have the third best record in the league. But starting to get a little concerned about Anthony Davis. Um, even though Davis has had 30 points in the last two out of the last three games for uh, the Lakers, he's taking a lot of shots. I would like to see him be a little bit more aggressive to start the game inside the plane on the block. I'm not going to complain, but... I know we're young in the season. We're almost to the halfway point, but we'll love to see Anthony Davis um, take that offensive reins for the Lakers. Braun does a very good job of getting everybody involved. Um, of course, you know, the passing and and finding the shooters, their pockets and do their, you know, so they can do their thing is great, man. But overall, I want to see Anthony Davis have a more dominant role uh, in the offense. Defensively, Lakers look fine. We gave up 129 points to the Pistons yesterday. But, you know, Sunday game uh, before the, excuse me, Saturday game before the Super Bowl, maybe it was a little relaxed. But we'll love to see the Lakers get back and clamp down uh, on that defense. But all in all, 3-0 for the Lakers, sitting at 18-6. Number two seed uh, in the Western Conference, one game back uh, of the Utah Jazz, uh, who have been playing well. But, you know, the Jazz on a four-game winning streak, Lakers on a four-game winning streak. So, you know, we'll see uh, where we're at with that when we come uh, to the end of the week. So, not too much on my Lakers. Looking really well. We'll get more in-depth, of course, into the Lakers as we pick up basketball. Heavy, heavy basketball, okay? Uh, let's see. Let's stay in the Western Conference, man. Um, now, look, I know that I said that, you know, Steph Curry don't get a pass like LeBron got a pass. And, you know, uh, uh, the barrage, the barrage has been coming at me saying I slander Steph Curry name. I didn't stand a Steph Curry name. I cleared it up. I just say, why does he get passes that LeBron James never got? But Steph is playing sensational. This man had 57 points in a loss, man, against the Mavs, man. Just a fantastic display of offense from Steph Curry. The Warriors are hanging in there. They're the eighth seeds in that 12 and 11. But, man, are they fun to watch. Steph is just a wonderful player. Must-see TV. Box office. He is an MVP, can MVP candidate right now today. And I just wanted to show Steph Curry love, man, and just kind of clear my name again. I wasn't slandering him, man. But this past Saturday night, man, I was just bummed out at first because I thought we would get the Nets and the 76ers on that Saturday night. But with Kevin Durant being pulled out and, and and you know, I think Kyrie didn't play. So that 76ers net game wasn't its full potential. We did get a great game with the Mavs and the Warriors. Luka with 42, Curry with 57. Just a fantastic Fantastic display of uh, offense by those two. I need to see more from Luca. 
I need to see more from Luka because currently at this moment, the Dallas Mavericks are the 14th seed in the Western Conference and sitting at 10 to 14. They've been the most disappointing team in the league. Luka is a crybaby. Now, Mark Cuban went on uh, one of these TV shows out here. I think it was with Jamel Hill and Carrier Champion. Shout out to them. And he, he cursed out a reporter, Zach Lowe, I think it was, for saying Luka is a crybaby and whiner because he is. He is. I mean, honestly, all elite NBA players or whiners and they go to the ref, but Luca look like a newborn baby out there crying when he's challenging calls. And I think Luca got to toughen up. I know he's young still. He's forming his leader, you know, his leadership way, how he's going to lead this team. But man, I would like to see Luca look a lot better in a lot of situations, man. And he is whining. He is crying and he is complaining. I mean, I seen one call that went against him in the Warriors game and for three straight possession, he was talking to the ref and now playing on defense and Seth Curry dropped three, three, two threes on his head in those two possessions. Like Rick Carlisle is a fantastic coach, man, but the man's got to make some moves. I don't like what I'm seeing from Porzingis. I don't know if he's still trying to get back in shape from the injury, but it looks like Porzingis is fading away. Like he's being washed back out to sea. So the Dallas Mavericks got some things they got to do. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think I had them making the eighth or the seventh seed to start the year. But the way things are going, you got the Pelicans, you got the Grizzlies, you got the Rockets, you got the Kings, you got the Blazers, you got the what? You got teams that are going to prevent these guys from making the playoffs. And we're just going to have to see how it goes. So in the Western Conference, man, the Dallas Mavericks don't have a great shot. You're looking at teams like the Clippers, the Suns, the Spurs who are playing really well. Shout out to Greg Popovich. The Nuggets who are starting to whip in the form. Jokic, MVP candidate, just having a career year for him. The Western Conference is a tough place to be. And if the Dallas Mavericks don't get right, they won't be in the dance. So, you know, the West is top heavy. Jazz, Lakers, and Clippers sitting with 17, 18, 19 wins apiece. Then you got everything winding down from four to eight with the Suns. The Spurs, Nuggets, Trailblazers, and Warriors sitting at 13, 12 wins apiece. So a lot of fun basketball in the Western Conference. Here at the Sports Desk, we have the links so we don't miss any of the games. So looking forward to uh, seeing what the West has to offer uh, this week. So let's go ahead and transition into the Eastern Conference. I want to start with my guy, man. I want to start with the Rookie of the Year. I want to start with my guy, LaMelo Ball. The Houston, the, excuse me, the Charlotte Hornets are the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference right now. And LaMelo Ball is starting. I don't know what took the uh, Hornets head coach. I don't know what it took. Maybe Michael Jordan had to call the phone and say, hey, he needs to start. And when I say he needs to, I mean yesterday. And ever since they put him in, LaMelo Ball has been outstanding. Career high the other night, 35 points, 10 assists, and 6 rebounds. Just an all-around game. The game is slowing down for LaMelo. When he first got into the league, like any rookie, the game is fast. You're trying to figure a lot of things out. And he still will have to figure a lot of things out. He's still a rookie. I mean, he's only played, uh, I think, about 25 games so far in his NBA career. But I like what I'm seeing. This kid's a star. Offensively, I think he's a great leader, great rebounder. You know, of course, everybody can work on their defense in the NBA these days. But I think overall, man, LaMelo is special. He is the rookie of the year. He's out playing Wyman's. Now, I give it to Edwards. I give it to Edwards um, for the Timberwolves. Like, he is playing well, and he has his moments. But consistently, I think LaMelo Ball should get the nod for that rookie of the year right now as I speak. But, you know, that's my guy. I'm going to get his jersey. Big fan of LaMelo Ball. He's playing well, especially since they inserted him into uh, the starting lineup. So big things for LaMelo Ball. Just just really, really, really dope to see, you know, this kid who came from, God, rough beginnings to try to get into the NBA. I'm just saying for his 
his uh his playing days in Lithuania, uh the, the the being yanked all around the country, going to different high schools and things like that. Just um just tough to see his road, but it prepared him. It prepared him for what he's doing uh right now in the national uh basketball uh association. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. So let's talk about the drama and the fiasco in Brooklyn the other night. I mean, my God, like, what are we doing, NBA? Kevin Durant couldn't start uh, in the game on Friday night. They said they were waiting on a test uh, from one of the employees there uh, in Brooklyn, and the test came back inconclusive. Durant was able to enter the game late in the first. He played through the second quarter, played up in the third quarter in the timeout. Medical staff rushed him off the floor saying that the person whose test came back inconclusive tested again, and he was positive, and they pulled Durant. Listen, COVID has been a monster. It's taken over 430,000 people's lives, and just it's this country, not even speaking on the numbers across the world. Kevin Durant shouldn't have played with a conclusive test. Kevin Durant shouldn't have been out there until the results came back positive of negative. Luckily, the Nets weren't put in a bad position um, or neither. I forget who they were playing on a Friday, on that Friday night. Um, let me look real fast. I think it was the Raptors. Yeah, it was the Raptors. So they shouldn't even been put, Durant shouldn't have been even put in that position. He shouldn't have played, period. And as a result, now he's quarantined again and he uh, will not be able to return um, to the Brooklyn Nets until uh, Friday. So um, let's see, he... He's going to miss the Pistons game. He's going to miss the Nets game. And then he'll be back uh, for the Warriors game on Saturday night in Golden State. So that's great. And correction on that, we thought the Lakers and the Nets played this week. They won't play to the 18th on a Thursday night at 10 o'clock in L.A. Uh, they'll be on the, um, let's see, two, game, two games in L.A. They have the Lakers and the Clippers. Lakers on the 18th, Clippers on the 21st. So NBA, clean it up. Get it right. Kevin Durant took the Twitter and lashed out, as rightfully so, as he should. So, you know, the Nets, they're coming along. Fred had a great time talking about them. Their defense is horrible. They're averaging the most points uh, in the league, actually. But they're sitting at 14-11, number three uh, in the Eastern Conference. Um, other than that, in the East, man, I got my Hawks. I got my Hawks. I said it was going to make the playoffs. They're playing well. Um, sitting at 500 right now with the number six seed in the Eastern Conference, man. So, all in all, 76ers holding tight. You got it top heavy. Sixers, Bucks, and Nets, one, two, and three. Then once you get to the Celtics through the Raptors, who are the ninth seed, you got uh, 10, 11, 12 wins uh, between uh, these teams, man. Uh, so all in all, man, the NBA, you know, they're coasting along. Now, the NBA also came out this week and said, all-star game. All-star game. Looking at March 7th in Atlanta. And I'm like, What? What are y'all talking about? Y'all came out and said no All-Star game. What are we doing? And now the NBA has come together and we know what this is about. This is about money. This is about the dollar. But thank God the superstars in the NBA have platforms. So you had LeBron and you had Giannis and you had uh, De'Aaron Fox and you had so many other people. Kawhi Leonard come out and say stupid, dumb, no energy. Why are we doing this? You said no All-Star game. Love what Giannis said. The big dog said we... You know, have no energy. The big dog spoke his mind, so we following him. And then the big dog, he was referring to LeBron James. We all know LeBron is the head in the NBA, the representation as a superstar businessman, the face of the league. And he's been that for the last 20 years of his career. 
So Adam Silver, I love you as a commissioner, but what are we doing here? Is the dollar more important than going down to Atlanta? We saw what Tampa looked like in the Super Bowl. The streets were flooded. The streets were flooded, and we probably can depend on a spike number of COVID cases in Tampa. So the NBA, we're going to contribute that and do that to and do that in Atlanta. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see the greatest pickup basketball game that the world has ever seen in an all-star game. Last year's game was great. Many games before that were great. I would love to see it. But is it worth it? Is it worth it? And I, I don't think it is. I think the NBA has to be smart. They have to be smart here. What are we doing? And um, they're supposed to vote on this this Thursday to finalize it down in Atlanta. And do I think it will happen? I do. I think the NBA went through all this trouble to try to piece something together, find a venue, and get it done. Then they're going to do it. But will the NBA listen to their players again? Your biggest superstars are saying, nah, man, this ain't a good idea. Like, why would you put us in danger? Why would you put the whole NBA in danger? Like, why would we do this? The NBA has been, been doing very well handling COVID. Minimum cases throughout the season. We all know what they did with the bubble last year. So why now? Why break it now? Why try to do something now? Entertainment, money, it's not worth it. I hope the NBA's I hope the NBA gets their act together and do the right thing uh when it comes to this, man, because man, it's it was stunning to see, but I was glad to hear the superstars speak their mind. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All right, man. So I had a little fun uh over the weekend, man. Uh, a, a lot of well, I didn't have fun. So let's go back. Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls game uh this past week. Um, there was a fan, uh, out there, man. And his name is, man, what is his name? What is his name? What is his name? Man, I thought I had it, man. But, um, this guy was at the Bulls game and these announcers, his name was Mac McClendon. So Stacey King and other Chicago Bull announcer, they were just dragging this man's name through the dirt, saying his jersey was old. Were they having fun? Of course they were, but... They kind of rolled him hard, man, on national TV. He's sitting there with his lady, man, and it just kind of went viral. Chicago Bulls came in and said, hey, we got this guy's information. We're sending him a bag of gear. We're getting him right. We're sending him fresh gear. He's a Chicago Bulls native. He loves the Bulls. And, um, you know, he went viral on Twitter. So I tweeted him out, man, uh, that night. And I said, man, shout out to Dog. This is from me, the big jalapeno on Twitter, Dedrick Jr. I said, shout out to Dog. Those busted Bulls and Bulls announcers got my man's on the come up. Laugh out loud, and he retweeted, man, and say, uh, "Thanks, uh, thanks, man, much love and respect, man." So Matt McClendon, man, he went viral, getting a lot of attention for his old Chicago Michael Jordan Bulls jersey that he was wearing. But he said it was a legit jersey, just old. He's a true Bulls fan. I think he relocated. He's living somewhere in Florida now. But I was able to tweet him out, man. He hit me back, man, on Twitter, man. So. Um, I'm pretty sure y'all saw that run around on Sports Center and Bleach Report and everything like that. So shout out Mac McClendon, man. Shout out Mac McClendon, man, and uh, Stacey King and whoever the other dude was for the Bulls. Y'all get right. Don't treat the Bulls fans like that. Y'all barely got support as it is in the NBA. My God, the only reason people come to the United Center, United Center, is to see those uh, Michael Jordan statue outside, and they keep walking, and they keep walking. So relax, man. Show my guy Matt McClendon some love, man. Show my guy some love, all right? All right, man, so that's going to wrap up the National Basketball Association and pretty much wrap up the show. Uh, We're going to get into some other news, man, and we are going to get out of here, man. Let's go ahead. Let's see. Let's see. Let's get into some other news, man. Got a lot. Got a lot right here. 
Uh, here we go. Here we go. All right, man. So the UFC on ESPN Plus this week, man. Boy, was that a good card. I had a lot of fun watching that card, man. So some of the highlights, Alexander Volkov. Alexander Volkov knocking out the ream. Alistair Overeem improving at 33-8. He should be a top five heavyweight going into this week's rankings, man. Frankie Edgar, man. Devastating KO he took from Corey Sandehagen. Man, what a big, big, big knee to the face that put Frankie Edgar to sleep. Edgar says he's okay in the tweet, says he'll regroup, and you'll see him back. I think it's safe to say that Frankie Edgar has fallen from the elite, and now he's going to be one of those fighters just, you know, in there for the love of the sport. And there's nothing wrong with that. Former light uh, weight champion, Frankie the Answer Edgar. Shout out to Corey Sandy with a great knockout victory. And the fight of the night, in my opinion, man, Michael Johnson and Clay Guida went to war, man. Three-round decision. Every, anybody who knows the carpenter, Clay Guida, uh, you're going to get an entertaining fight every single time, man. Michael Johnson, man, is another game or two. Two veterans in the UFC. Both guys have been in there over 10 years. Guida getting a win, and Guida says he wants a fresh face. He wants a fresh face, man, uh, going forward uh, in his career, man. So let's look out and see what Clay Guido has to offer. All right, more UFC this weekend, man. We have the welterweight championship of the world on the line. We have Kamar Usman, the very best welterweight in the world, one of the pound-for-pound pound best in the UFC, taking on his former teammate, a game, Gilbert Burns, who's sitting at 19-3. This is going to be an interesting fight. Interesting fight. Usman has been dominant, dominant in his last three to five fights. Burns knows him. They've trained together, former partners. Really look forward to seeing the game plan from Usman versus Burns. And I think we're we potentially could have a big, big war here this weekend at USC 258. Looking forward to seeing how that fight uh shapes out. Also, other notables on the card. We got Kevin Gaston making return, making his return uh to middleweight, facing Ian. Uh, Heisenhike, I believe that's how you say it, man. Um, looking forward to see what that fight's all about. Uh, not a, not a huge, big, stellar card, uh, for this pay-per-view. Honestly, this could have been a fight night, uh, card if you ask me, but you got the Butterweight Championship, uh, of the world on the line. So we're going to see how that plays out. Uh, some other notables, man. Derrick Rose has been traded. That's right. Derrick Rose, who's, who's revitalized his career uh, in his upper tenure in the National Basketball Association. Rose is headed back to the Knicks, reuniting with Thibodeau. Um, really looking forward to seeing what Rose can provide to that Knicks team. Of course, veteran leadership, toughness, and heart. Uh, Derrick Rose, man, a journeyman, man, one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen in the National Basketball Association. The Knicks are playing well. Julius Randle should be an all-star for the Eastern Conference this year. He is balling out of his mind, man. So, interesting to see what the Knicks look like with Derrick Rose making his return. All right, man, NCAA football, the video game is back, and I want to say for everybody who used to play that game hallelujah yes sir let's get it back going now i gotta go get me a ps5 or xbox one or whatever you call it me and Copple used to go to war man on ncaa football day in and day out me and fred me and big work Corey, man we used to just get after it man with that football game so glad the ncaa Got all that squared away with Ed O'Bannon, man. And, and, and we're going to get that video game back in the near future, man. So that's going to be really exciting, man. Can't wait uh, to see how that game translates to today's video game world, okay? And uh, let's see, man. We got a... We... <sighs> Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. 
is going to do a charity boxing event against Aaron Carter. Now, who is Aaron Carter? All I can tell you is his brother is a backstreet boy. His brother is a backstreet boy. Lamar Odom, Aaron Carter, and they say Liberty Boxing Match. Will I watch it? No. If Snoop Dogg is calling the fight, I might tune in. But come on, man. They say these boys going to get $20,000 a piece to do this, man. <sighs> this is what we got. This is what we got, man. All right, man. And last but not least, man, we want to, you know, give a moment of silence, man, and, and kind of show some love to uh, Leon Spinks, man, former heavyweight champion of the world. Who is Leon Spinks? Who might you ask is Leon Spinks? Well, Leon Speaks, man, went in and shocked the world by beating Muhammad Ali for the world title back in 1978. Leon passed away at age 76 this past Friday. He was dealing with a lot of complications, man. And we just want to say uh, uh, a rest in peace to Leon Speaks. The only reason I really know about Leon Speaks, uh, because, you know, I was not alive when he fought Muhammad Ali. It's through my pops. And black man talking about some of the moments with Leon Spinks and uh, Muhammad Ali. And you saw the documentary that LeBron James and Spring Hill ENT did on Muhammad Ali. And they kind of highlighted that, man. So Leon Spinks, former world champion. We just want to give a rest in peace to Leon. Prayers and condolences and positive energy and positive vibes to his family, man, as they deal uh, with this loss, man. So rest in peace uh, to the former world heavyweight champion, Leon Spinks, man. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up everything. Oh, look at this, man. As we wrapping up the show, it looks like we got LaMelo Ball out here, four for six, shooting threes. Give my man a rookie of the year. Give him the rookie of the year right now, okay? Uh, but before we get out of here, man, me and Black Man, we're, we're working on this wrestling. We got it down. We know what we're going to do. So we're going to be doing highlighted, profile, in-depth looks into some of your favorite superstars of all time. Sting, The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, 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 the NWO, D-Generation, that Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, Kevin, we're going to be Goldberg. You name it, we'll be get, we're going to give in-depth analysis, thoughts, heartfelt emotions <laughs> about our childhood heroes when we were watching wrestling. So that's going to usher in our wrestling correspondent, PJ Durrell, to get back going with the sports this man. So we want to tap back into that wrestling market. It's alive and well. We got shows with Eric Bischoff and Conrad uh, with Hey, Hey, It's Conrad. And Kurt Angle's got a new podcast and Jim Ross. So I love listening to these shows and it's just hearing the stories and giving the uh, hearing the opinions of these these superheroes, because that's what these wrestlers were. When you saw Sting and Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, these guys were our superheroes growing up, man. So me and Black. Along with our wrestling correspondent, PJ DeRio, we're going to be tapping in very soon. So within the next week or two, you're going to be getting these in-depth analysis breakdowns of um, these superstar figures, man, who we follow uh, so much, man. So I want to give a special thanks to Freddie Briggs, man, for calling in to the show, showing that love and talking that talk that we love so much. Of course, shout out to Black. Like we said at the top of the show, Black is awaiting uh, his his uh, fourth child. Uh, him and his lovely wife are expecting a new beautiful bundle of joy and that beautiful bundle of joy will be another godson for me <laughs> so looking forward to that so you know black gotta do what he gotta do gotta hold it down man until that bundle of joy gets here so uh the next probably couple episodes are gonna probably sound like this but we're gonna get Copple in we're gonna get smooth back in here our nba correspondent we're gonna get him back in uh as well so we hope you enjoyed the episode hopefully i did a good enough job i didn't bore you to death 
while I was out here trying to man the ship, so to speak. Uh, shout out to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and win the Super Bowl once again. Uh, just a fantastic achievement uh, for those guys and doing what they did, knocking off the um, the uh, high-powered uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So you guys be safe out there. Be cool. Wash your hands. Wear masks. Protect yourselves and protect others around you. My name is Deja L. Hicks Jr. You can hit me on Twitter, Instagram, Reduce on Sports page on Instagram. Hit us up. Talk to us. Let's get into some sports. What do you disagree with? What do you agree with, man? Let's talk about it, man. And until next time, which is in a couple of days, uh, y'all be cool, man. Listening to the sports desk. The sports desk.